All right, where are we starting? Because there's just been, since the last time we spoke, it's really just hit a hellstorm. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of little things. So first off, because we saw such success um, with first our- First off, let me crack this. <laughs> One, I've got my mic back. So if I sound better, you're fucking welcome. Number two, um, we saw such success with our hypothetical last week. We're going to keep it up, but that's going to come a lot later. We've got- all over the board to cover. I mean, we can uh, like just to give some like high level stuff. NBA, um, LeBron with the double standard, Obi's back. NHL, McDavid got swept. NFL, Julio Jones is on the move. PGA, Phil couldn't be more back if he tried. Um, and in the MLB, the Pirates are bad still. Spoiler alert. So we can start anywhere. That's just the tip of the iceberg. But want to give a little teaser for the folks. And also, apparently, AMC is popping off on Robinhood again. Yes. is bullshit. I sold months ago at a loss. <laughs> I got paper hands. It's all right. It's all right. We, we shall live. But maybe I won't because in order to, so that everybody can hear me, I have to turn that thing that you hear is my lot, nice large air conditioning unit. It is off. I'm on the second floor. Hot air rises. It's sauna time until recording is over. So, yeah, that, that's life. That's uh, life. Now, you know what? I, I kind of want to start here. You had heard some things. I had heard some things. Julio with a first rounder. Sorry, not a first, with a first rounder. For a first rounder and some change. Maybe headed to the tits. I, I, I cannot, I cannot, I don't know. The truth of the matter is I don't know. I've heard rumblings about the Patriots. I've heard rumblings about the Titans. I've heard rumblings about um, the Ravens. Uh, I've, I've heard secret rumblings about the 49ers. So the truth is I don't know. Um, but if, if, okay, I can't say if. I'm a betting man. If, yeah, you <laughs> I can't say if I'm a betting man. The two, the two teams that I'm looking at right now are Tennessee and the Patriots. And the reason why I say Tennessee and the Patriots are the Patriots are looking at it. And Mike Reese said it today. The Patriots are looking at it more from a financial obligation rather than an actual trade obligation. So they're trying to figure out how they can make it work financially rather than how they can make it work uh, in an actual deal which is, I think, a better sign for the Patriots if they're looking at it that way rather than looking at it the other way. Because, because if you think about it, right, a lot of the times we ask the question, do the Patriots have anything that they can offer them? Yes, they do. They have, they have draft capital. They have – Well, yeah, um, that's what I was thinking. A, a poo-poo wide receiver that in a new change of scenery could, could look better. Um, and they have a running back that they aren't going to use anymore. Um, so they, which would excel in the system that they want there. So there are three mm-hmm. things right there that they could want. Um, it's just the financial aspect of it. They went, they okay. went and spent huge this off season. Um, one of the rumblings that I'm hearing is that if Donta Hightower retires, he gets off the books. So I think he's on the books for this year and next year. Which oh, wow. Is about okay. the same as Julio's contract is, and I think it's in the double digits. So if he retires, is that going to be enough for them to look at it and say, yes, we can make this deal? Um, systematically, I, I'm not really sure how it's going to work in New England. 
I, I don't. I think it's one of those things where it's like, yes, it's a great idea on paper mm-hmm. he's a deep, because he's a deep threat. But as we've seen, Cam can't throw the ball deep. No. Well, Jared Statham is still looks like a third rounder. And Mac Jones, I don't think, is going to be ready till at least week five. So if they're okay punting on the first four games and then coming out after we after the Patriot after the uh, Buccaneers game and saying let's go, mm-hmm. that's fine. I think they can do it. But I think schematically, it's a different conversation. Whereas with Tennessee, I think it becomes a bigger conversation because he would he would work really well in that offensive system of it's a run first system which he can block very well. But then all of their receivers just go deep on play action passes, which yes. he likes to do and takes take the top off the defense. So schematically, well, and then the third option is really San Francisco, which I think would be his dream option because then he becomes the greatest wide receiver of all time in that Kyle Shanahan offensive. They do really well with older wide receivers because they don't demand too much. Mm-hmm. Of them. We saw it with Emmanuel Sanders. We saw it with uh, um, who, who's the other one? Well, what team are you thinking? I mean, we've now? seen it. Well, just in, just in Kyle Shanahan's offense overall. We saw it with Pierre Garçon. We saw it with Emmanuel Sanders. We've seen it with Julio Jones before. So it's one of those things where it's like schematically fits in really well. Okay. Um, so if I'm betting, man, I'm going to say right now, I think Tennessee is most likely a better option for them to get Julio Jones than any of the others. But okay. I'm not ruling anybody out because I think this is really anybody's ball game. I think so too. Um, well, not anybody's necessarily, but I think, I think we're, I think we're down to a select few and within that select few, yeah, we, we might see some people separating themselves very quickly here. Yes. And I think that's good. I think that's what you need. Uh, I, I agree. And I think it's one of those things where it's as we, as we look at this and as we get closer to the June 1st deadline, which I think everybody's kind of looking at, because that's when salary cap changes and, and, and the implications of Julio Jones's cap hit changes drastically for Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I think you have to look at it and say, who's going to be the most desperate, right? We heard that today that they're, that they are mulling a trade offer with a first round pick in it. Who's yes. the team that has the, who's offering the first round pick. Could it be the Titans? Absolutely. Could it be new England? I don't think as likely, but it's, I'm not ruling it off the table. Well, I'm not we, ruling it off the table. And San Francisco doesn't have a first round. I was about to say, yeah, it sure shit wouldn't be them. So unless they're diving into 2026 draft. Right. right. So it's one of those things where it's, it's, we're looking at this and saying they have a first round pick. The most likely is Tennessee. I think they're more likely to take that anyway. Um, But, but in the next five days, this is going to be really interesting to watch because truthfully, as early as Tuesday, a shoe is going to drop. Yeah. One way or the other. I think by the next time that we record a podcast, Julio Jones will be on a different team. I hope so. But don't act like A.J. Brown and Julio Jones wouldn't immediately put themselves atop the entire AFC or be right there. And, yes, I am including Kansas City in this debate for the best, like, wide receiver duo. Yes. Because both A.J. – you know, obviously I'm a Browns fan, so I'm partial here. But Julio and A.J. Brown have the longevity and healthiness – where OBJ doesn't always stay healthy, unfortunately. So that's where I would put them above in that category. Yeah, I agree. Although I do think that Landry, depending upon if he can have a consistent quarterback, could have a similar career to Julio. Unfortunately, Julio doesn't have any Super Bowls, but that's a different story here. So 
Um, that's also speaking of Julio Jones, I, I don't even think this is a stay woke, but I don't know why people think that like that Shannon Sharp was actually a cold call. Zero percent chance he caught Julio off guard. I've been going back and forth on this truthfully. I think it was. I think it was. And the only reason why I think it was is because the, the, the way that the call was presented and the way that it, it all kind of came out afterwards, mm-hmm. I, I think it, I think it was. Because well, what Julio kind of Jones stuff came out afterwards? One, well, he's never one to, to openly say in an interview, anything memorable, right? He's no. never done it. No. So, he's very so Marsh on Lynch. Just, all of the sudden, just on national television, through a phone, be like, "Yeah, I'm out of here." That it doesn't. That doesn't happen. That doesn't work that way. So, so I'm. I think. I genuinely think he didn't know that he was going to be on TV. I, and what you're Should saying he makes, have? yes, but that's not the conversation. <laughs> I mean, what you're saying makes perfect sense in the fact that Julio doesn't really do much media whatsoever. Other than mandatory media, he's pretty much MIA. And I don't know if just that phone call was worth Shannon ruining an entire relationship over. Do I, do I kind of think he would do it? Yeah, I think he would. I think he's that type of guy that would be willing to tank, uh, you know, a relationship with a great person for views, perhaps. But but with the way that Julio was almost like so bombastic about it, and they talked about the Cowboys on purpose to mess with Skip, that it was almost like he was like, hey, I'm going to call you within these three hours. Just be around. Say, you know, say whatever you want. Like, if, if Shannon Sharp is calling you early in the morning, you have to know what's up. That would just be poor field awareness by Julio in the long term. And him saying, oh, you're, you're on the show at the end, that doesn't work. That's not how any of this works. So I don't know. I, I think they knew. I don't know if they're going to do anything about it. Um, maybe he's trying to take the Aaron Rodgers route, be extremely vocal, you know, say what you want. But he's never – the problem is that he's been in the league so long and he's had so many opportunities to do that, and he never has. Yeah. So why would he choose now? to start does he really just want that final nail in the coffin i have no idea i don't think it was a secret that he was leaving i genuinely don't i think this was probably the worst kept secret in in all of um in all of professional sports truthfully Mm -hmm. um like the best kept secret was Aaron Rodgers wanting to be traded for a long time. I thought kind of because he, he wanted to be traded since last year. And yeah. I think we kind of knew that he was going to be like upset about it, but we never actually knew about it. So that's why I say that, but I think okay. this was genuinely the worst kept secret in all professional sports. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I think, I think no matter where he goes, he automatically wins that team two games. And I always make fun of Julio Jones because he always plays in an offense that he never scores touchdowns in. But no matter where he goes, he's automatically going to get more touchdowns than he did in Atlanta all last year. Yeah, and honestly, though, the um, 
what's it called? Um, the, the Titans would have beaten the Browns last season with Julio. That was an extremely close game. And, well, sorry. I should say that it was a blowout in the first half, and then the Browns opened up the door and let them right back in to the game. And if you give Julio that chance, yeah, it could go really bad for you, which would have been the, the, the biggest blown lead of all time. So that's would have been rough. But that's um, I, I can see why yeah. you think the way that you do and kind of vice versa here. Um, it's uh, it's weird. It is weird. It's all weird. It's all weird, weird. I'm not mad about it, though. I This is what I love because this means that right now we're getting, you know, we're, the draft is done, the dust is about to settle, and we're going to get into camp, get no TAs. We're going to get this bitch rolling again. But um, also, I wanted to randomly say this, and maybe you could help me understand it. I thought that one of the big sticking points for the players agreeing to eliminate a preseason game and make it a regular season game. So now there's three preseason, 17 regular season, you know, technically an 18 week regular season with a bye week. I thought the only way they were going to add a regular season game was to add a bye week. How, how come they didn't get a bye week on that one? Cause I think a second bye week would be, would have been really beneficial. Um. I think it's going to be one of those things where we just turn one of the late games into the season into a bye week, right? We kind of just look – we're kind of just going to look at it and just say, oh, they're not starting – I'm just going to use the Buccaneers, for example, right? They're not starting. They're starting 11. So, we can just – we can just take a nap, right? They're, they're starting five of their regular starting 11, and the five is the entire off of the line, right? On, yeah, and- on, on one side of the football, right? Like we can we can look at it and say that and just say they're all dressed, they're all on the bench, but they're not gonna play unless an injury happens or unless it's absolutely necessary for them. I think you are gonna see a lot of backlash for that then. I think, but the, I think as we've seen in the NBA, that's fine. They can handle it. Everybody can handle that, right? So like let's I'm using I'm gonna stick with the Buccaneers for example for for my example. Mm-hmm. The perfect candidate right now that screams to me about this. Week 17 against the Jets. Their bye T- week is week nine. TJB, just take a seat. They take another, they take another bye week against the Jets. You're gonna tell me that that's not possible? I think it is. No, it definitely is. It definitely is. But yeah, that's I don't what, know. That's what's gonna happen. Cause that, it's gonna be it's gonna be 17 and 18 because they're going to get the Panthers a, this, a second time in three weeks and mm-hmm. the Jets. And they're going to look at it either saying, well, we've already got the division in hand or, well, we've already got a wild card spot, so we don't need to play our guys. Okay. That's how they're going to look at it. The only, the only way that I see them all playing every single game is if they're undefeated. And I don't, I, I'm not ruling it out, but I'm not saying it. I'm not saying I'm not putting all of my chips into it. That's a tough one because I would like, in theory, I would like to rule it out, but you're right. You, you can't do that. So I don't know. 
people hate it in the NBA, and you're right. We have to live with it, but only because we have to live with it. So uh, that competition could be shit. So, and they're not playing divisional games at the end of the season. Who knows? Who knows? Speaking of Brady, uh, we have got what is this? What is this? The match 3.0, 4.0. What are yeah. we at now? I think it's four, right? Because one was Phil versus Tiger. Yeah. One was one was um, Phil, Tiger, Peyton, and Tom. Yeah. Uh, one was Phil. Charles, right? Wasn't, oh, wasn't Charles in one? Barkley? Yes. But yeah, look that up because I'm not my, – my brain isn't rem- remembering this one. So maybe I just didn't take it seriously if Barkley was in it. I got to see. No, look it up. Look it up. Um, it, it does suck, though, that I am forced to already root for one team and I don't know what I'm doing yet with it. Okay. I have to root for Brady. Yes, this is – no, this – yes, this will be the fourth. This will be the fourth. Then who was the other twosome? And uh, it was it was Phil and pa- it was Phil and Charles versus Peyton and Steph. Oh, I totally forgot about that one. Yeah, so did I. Which I think it was Thanksgiving, so I think everybody forgot about it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, no, I definitely did. Football's on. Get it right. Yeah. I am. I'm not the biggest Tom Brady fan. I'm not the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan. So it came down to who is the golfers. And the fact that they decided to put that bum, that nerd, Bryson in. So are they? Here's, here's my here's my counterpoint. I think I, I'm not totally against it. You got to lean into it. This has to be I, I'm WWE. I'm totally against it, and I'm going to tell you why. Because this came at the this announcement came at the perfect time. Because you've got the Brooks versus Bryson feud going on, and any time that you can get Bryson feuding with someone else, it's always fun for everybody else. Okay. So like him feuding with Phil. Brady or Phil oh. would be hilarious. Every and oh man, I just hate him. Like they, they they've got to lean into the villain thing with Bryson. I think if Bryson's helping that out with himself, like the worst thing that you can do to Tom Brady is give him bulletin board material. You yeah, tweeting I about agree. him? He already has Tom Brady already has six drafted tweets ready to go. For when he wins, he's ready. He like, and now that that's put in his mind, he has nothing to do. Well, yeah, I suppose he has something to do. He's like got, he, he's got the greatest eat. social media team I've ever seen. Truthfully. And I don't, I, and, and from what I can okay. gather, what I can gather, um, it's what, what, what I can gather is that his Twitter is more controlled by him than his Instagram. That's what I gather out of this, right? Because he tweets on, he tweets yeah. less frequently than he Instagrams. So I yeah. think that his Instagram is his people and his Twitter is him. So that's kind of what I'm, I'm getting at here. Okay. Okay. 
I can see what you're getting at there. I man, yeah. See, and and I think this is what the PGA wants. They want this visceral reaction from me that I don't like that Kangle hat idiot out there. And they want that because now I'm going to be rooting for somebody. I'm having a vested interest in somebody, which means I'm most likely to tweet about it, which I'm going to. And that's good. They want those views, hate it or love it. They get the views, they get the clicks, they get the impressions online. So I don't disagree with this either. Um, as much as I like to make fun of it, um, Bryson is playing better than Brooks right now. Although Brooks was, you know, coming off, you know, a month I don't off know of how surgery. you can. I don't know how you can say that and say Brooks is Bryson's playing better than Brooks when Brooks just finished second for the PGA Championship. I think Bryson was the one, the last one to actually win something. Uh, no, really? Oh, sweet. I'd love to, I'd love to all not right. give him credit. Well, all right. Win something maybe, but if we're yes. All right. Definitely to win something. Yes. Because the last thing, the last time the Kepka won anything was 2019. But if like his stat is like every major champion championship, if you look at his, like his last, like five or something like that, he's shooting mm-hmm. a minus 87. Like no one else is doing that. No. No, and like also every, every every major championship he's ever played. I don't know. It's a ridiculous stat that involves a minus eighty-seven, which is like unheard of. Yeah, and one of my favorite screenshots that pops up on every time that Bryson tweets is the the ESPN headline of when he's like, "Oh yeah, I consider this like a par sixty-seven for me." When he was talking about Augusta, and then mm-hmm. he just shit his pants. Oh, fantastic! You gotta love it. So does that mean I, I assume that you're rooting for Brady? I think I'm rooting for Brady for the memes. Oh, I think man, I'm hip. rooting I'm rooting for anything from Aaron Rodgers, honestly, out of this. Because Aaron Rodgers is gonna I really want Aaron Rodgers just to go totally unhinged and like say like everything. Like just I want Brady to bait him into calling the Packers just like a horribly run organization. I want. I just want. I want Brady to bait, to bait Rodgers into saying something stupid. That's what I want. Yeah, I don't think Rodgers is too smart for that. Uh, got the competitive juices in Aaron Rodgers flowing, and you never know. Yeah, considering this may be the one time that Aaron Rodgers can beat Tom in something. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's what I'm thinking. Oof. Okay, so. Uh, Week one, NFL season, what colors will Aaron Rodgers be wearing? I think he's going to be a Green Bay Packer. But, but, I don't think he's going to play week one. Like punishment? No. Load management. I think he's going to hold out. Oh, God. I think he's going to hold out. What, he's going to tell him to trade Jordan? No, I think I, I forget, I'm, I'm forgetting the, the kind of the example that I want to use specifically, but I think there was an instance where there was a player that held out, and we, it really went week to week of when the player was going to come back, and they came okay. back like week three or week four or something like that. And then everything was fine. I forgot who it is off the top of my head. It's that. 
Maybe it's got a hint of James Harden, but I don't think it does. How long ago was that? I don't know. Uh, was it Zeke? It was Zeke. It was totally Zeke. I suppose. Because didn't he not play for like the first like six games? That sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds about right. And look how well that worked out for him. He was signed September. No, he was, yeah, he was signed September 4th. So what's that, like a week before the season started? Probably. Yeah, he, he literally held out till like the last day that he could. Good. I'm all in on that. Ooh, I don't know. What's wrong know. with it? There's nothing wrong with it. I just, I don't know. Because I could see Aaron Rodgers just holding out. I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers hold out. That's my answer. Coming from a completely uninformed person, I'm going to say an Aaron Rodgers hold out. Well, we're all uninformed. It's true when it comes to Aaron I don't, Rodgers. We I don't are. even think uh, Shalane Woodley is informed in this conversation. Mm, she might be. You if think not so? Her, if not her, definitely, um, definitely Miles Teller is. <laughs> okay. I, I just have to say this. I never, I've never seen this in my entire life. And I'm not saying that I party a little bit. But if somebody were to pull out a guitar yeah. in the middle of a party, that man or a woman or woman gets told to put it the fuck away. Unless it's unless it's ironically, you're gonna say. And anyway, here's Wonderwall, and just give me 10 seconds, and that's it. I mean, no way. This isn't church group. What are we defining as a party for that group? Because it's like five people. Any gathering. I don't give a shit. See, I think I think if it's under if it's under six people, it's fine. Okay. Plus six, plus six, it gets a little, it gets a little. Uh, I'm out of So you're saying the people that you went to college with, if one of them you know, you're, 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 you know, All six right, let's, or less. Let's put, it, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. You, Megan, me, Allison, and Greg. And Greg pulls out a guitar. I'm not going to be happy about it. Really? I would always give Greg the benefit of the, benefit of the doubt because I love him. Shout out, Bookie Greg. Uh, I'd ask him, what are you going to play first? <laughs> See, all right. See, that's a different. See, there you go. You're okay with it. I'm trying to bend the rules, and I guess, I guess you, I guess you handpick somebody that I really care about. So I think that I think that that's That's what I'm saying is that she cares about Miles Teller, so that's why she's that's why he's there, right? So that's why that whole group is together. Now Aaron Rodgers is showing off by playing, saying that he can play the guitar. Sure. Yes. Yes, he is. So, So that's my that's my thing. I think it's okay for a group under the under six. Once you hit six, it becomes <laughs> weird because then you need to start charging for admission. I would love it. There, there's seven. You just come in. No, 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 no. Five bucks. Five bucks each. Let's go. Five bucks. Five bucks. Come on. Five bucks. 
take over under on how long I'm making 35 bucks today. All right. What has been your best and worst bet of the past week? Um, Penguins to win the series. Okay. Um, I've had a lot of bad bets. Also, I've also kind of just told myself to stop for a minute because, you know, it was, it was on a stretch of like, okay, you're going to say boo. That's fine. But it was like on a stretch of like, it's kind of my job. 15 out of 20. Yeah. Like it was bad. It was real bad. Oh, 15 out of 20 were losses. Um, (laughs) Oh, oh, shit. Here we go. Here we go. Ready? The last three. Please. Warriors, Lakers, Steph Curry over three and a half threes. Over six and a half threes. He had six. No. Rory, Justin Thomas, and Jordan Spieth all to make the cut. Justin Thomas did not make the cut. Uh, Wizards, Celtics, Wizards, Wizards money line. What? Oh, you dick. Come on. You were really going to take the Celtics in that game? 100%. Unbelievable. I was not. I did. Now, if we want to keep talking about this team, I would have predicted that they would have won one, maybe two games against the Nets, not zero. Mm-hmm. And let, me tell you, let me tell you what I've seen. I've seen a couple things. I've seen, and hopefully Brad and Danny are seeing the same things that I'm seeing here. One, Jalen Brown is extremely valuable to this team. Yeah. Extremely valuable. Mm-hmm. That being said, got to pay the man this offseason. I know Danny doesn't like paying people. Just shut the hell up and pay him. Pretty easy to do. And players love him. He's well-spoken. He does a lot. I mean, even if we're just talking about off-the-court things, his charity is phenomenal. He does so many uh, things in the community outside of his charity. Yeah, bag, bag city. Um, Number two, Kyrie still cannot lead a team. Still cannot. Boston proved that, and he is uh, third fiddle, would you argue, over there? I would argue third fiddle. Okay. Because Kevin is one. Because he can lead a team, and he has. Okay. Mm-hmm. James can lead a team to an extent, mm-hmm. which is to the second round of the playoffs. Yep. Uh, and then from there, he's kind of hit his roadblock. And then yep. Kyrie's done none of that. So, yep. They, that's where I'm at. I, I would and, argue also Kevin Durant has done none of that. Depends upon how much you want to say he carried that Thunder team because that's when um, Westbrook and Harden were actually Harden was coming off the bench on that team. So depends upon what you want to say about them. I still think that if you give Kevin Durant healthy, a bunch of bums, he can do it. Okay. But you are right. We've never seen him really with a bunch of bums before. Yep. So I accept that. So does that mean that you put James Harden number one? I still don't because I think Kevin Durant is the best spot-up shooter I've ever seen in my life. Right now, and this is really not that hard considering that the Celtics are literally a flaming pile of dog crap outside, um, the the Nets look incredibly unstoppable. Yeah, 
Are, are you kidding me? But, yeah. But, but, the, but as I said in the beginning of this, the Celtics are a flaming vial of dog crap. Okay, so answer me this. Are the Nets really that good, or are the Celtics just not good? The Celtics are just not good. I was going to say both. I think both is a logical answer. I'm just going to lean more and say 60-40, the Celtics are just not that good. Because when I, when I watched the, the Nets team, so let me, let me preface something here for, for you beautiful people. Um, when the Nets won game two by over 30 points, mm-hmm. they, um, it's, these guys play incredible defense. So we're not even going to talk about that. Yep. But you've got Joe Harris, who shoots above 40% from three. Oh, and by the way, he doesn't have to move. Yep. Because Kyrie will bring the ball in, give it to Kevin. They have to collapse two, sometimes three on Kevin. He just gives it out to whoever. Yep. When I saw them put over 130 points up on the Celtics, yeah, they're not going to be able to put up 130 when they're playing the Western Conference in the finals. That was arguably the most dominant game I've ever seen somebody play this season. It was, and I hate because I hate it because it was against my own team. It was beautiful. Yeah. And to me, when I saw that, if they play like that, they will sweep the finals. Mm-hmm. It was so good. So good. Because again, James Harden can just create shots out of nowhere. It doesn't matter where on the floor Kevin is shooting from because he's got the height to get over literally anybody. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's, it's a team that is very, very, very difficult to defend because yes, it's, it not like, it's not like a top-heavy Lakers, and it's yep. not like a top-heavy Clippers, um, and it's not like a short New York Knicks. It's all-encompassing. Yep. I – I can't say it any, any better myself. You just I don't see how they lose the East. I truly don't. I think it's theirs to lose. I think it's theirs to lose too. But I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that there isn't a team that could beat them. Greg, I'm sorry in advance. Your team gets rattled deep in the playoffs, and I've seen I, it firsthand. I, it's look, difficult. I, I agree. I agree. But it's one of those things where it's like we're talking about a new Sixers team that has a new coaching staff, which knows what it's like to win a championship. And we're talking about a Bucks team that I think is desperate. And I, I, and, and desperate is, I think an understatement because I think, I think regardless of how this season finishes out, unless they go to the finals. And I mean, the finals, the finals, not the Eastern conference finals. I think Budenholzer is done. <laughs> I, well, Hey, he's done then. So, I, I'm going to say I'm going to take the desperate teams over the complacent teams, which is what's going to happen with Brooklyn. If they sweep the Celtics, I think they're going to get a little too complacent and then they're going to go down like Oh one or Oh two and like not get it back. A lot of these teams go down. Oh one, like the Lakers drop or not Lakers. I should say LeBron loves to drop game one in a series. True. To, but none of these guys that we just talked about are LeBron James. Kevin Durant. No. At least at least Kevin Durant doesn't flop and complain. But that's that's my old You're right, complaint. but Kevin Durant has never single-handedly led multiple teams to the NBA finals. That is a fact. That is a fact. Single-handedly. Speed is winning right now. That's a random fact. 
Okay. Um, so, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I, I think this is, I think I agree that this is the Nets East to lose, but I think it's very plausible that they do. Why can I not find ESPN? Come on, bruh. What are you looking for? Who they? Who would they get next? No, well, I'm I'm just looking for an in general bracket, and I got to go to NBA.com for that. Oh yeah, I was gonna say like those the playoff brackets are like really hard to find. Okay, so um, this first round is so much less exciting than the NHL first round. It's insanity. Um, yes. I think Milwaukee's going to close. Like, okay, let's just go through this. On the Eastern side, I think it's going to be Philly. I kind of think it's going to be Atlanta. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it really matters Smart necessarily. Bet. Yep, I agree. Um, and then it'll be Milwaukee versus Brooklyn. Okay. I think you and I are going to differ here. I've got Brooklyn. It sounds like you've got Milwaukee. Um, so I'll have a one-two in the East going at it. I'm gonna have a one. I'm gonna have a one three. Okay, okay. So I and and I'm only saying Philly because they've got a cakewalk. But again, yeah. that's what you get when you are the first seed. Like you you've earned that. Yep. You get and the then I think they're first round, and now with Russ not being healthy, I think that series is over. And then you got Knicks Hawks, which are just which that's just going to be a slugfest, which for I think seven games. Yeah, and honestly, the longer it goes, the better for Philly it gets. Yep, I agree. And then Philly's going to make the conference finals. And the only way that they win is the exact scenario that you outlined is they finished off the Knicks or the Hawks so quickly. They got so much rest time in yep. order to be able to come out and punch the nets right in the mouth. See, I, but, I, although you have the bucks. So I, I agree with that, but I also think that too much rest is a bad thing. And I think too much rest in the playoffs is the worst thing. Oh, now we get rest versus rust talk. So I think <laughs> I think if Philly goes 4-0, 4-0, I think that's problems for them. Yeah, problems for their body, not problem for their confidence, though. No, it's not for the confidence, <laughs> but I, I feel like Philly's never had an issue with confidence. <laughs> well, no. Yeah. Philly as a team has not. Ben has, yes. Fair. Fair. Shoot a three, coward. Um, so then do you have do you have Milwaukee then getting out? I think in this scenario, I'm going to have the Sixers getting out because I think I've seen what Embiid can do on the block when he needs to be aggressive. And I think that's how you beat Giannis is by being aggressive on the block. Be aggressive. Be aggressive. Okay, stop being a 12-year-old girl. <laughs> um, so I'm going to take the Sixers out of this. Okay. Yeah, the other side is um, luckily a lot more interesting. I will say yeah. that. I think the only interesting thing that's going to happen, you're going to have two series that are interesting in the East and it's, you know, Brooklyn versus Milwaukee. And then the winner of that versus Philadelphia outside of that pretty much got nothing unless you love a good, um, you love a good young core slugfest because in a few years, you could see those Atlanta and Knicks be like two, three seed or, you know, one three one two seed instead of what they're getting right now so mm -hmm. 
who knows? I think that's fun because I had this on my list to talk about. Obi Top is back, bitch. <laughs> Mama, there goes that man. Unreal. I am. Uh, I'm gonna let you go there. I'll, my heart, I'll let you do it. My heart was full when his mom was crying when the garden was chanting Obi last night. If that doesn't make you smile, you're a dickhead or, or you're a Hawks fan. One of the two. All right. Well, <laughs> well all right. I just outed you right there. Got him. Okay. All right. Grizzlies, Utah, Yaz, Flutes. Yeah. Flutes. Okay. I am a John Morant aficionado in and out. I think this will go seven. I think the Jazz will win in seven. This They, they could not have drawn – they might have honestly rather have drawn the Lakers. This yeah, is difficult. I, this is going to be difficult. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I've got – well, this is no surprise to anybody. I think Luca can close it out. Four or five. Or do you think this one is also going to go seven? I got Luca in four. Four. Dear God. <laughs> I think the Clippers are dead. Do you think that last game was like the like a um a morality yeah. or like uh what's I it think, called? I think the Clippers are dead. Yeah, it is morale. Morale nail in the coffin. I think okay. the Clippers are dead. All right. Um Portland, Denver. I've got Denver. One one at the moment. Just to just to just to be even more different. Sure. Give me give me Portland. I, I want I want I want Portland to go far, and, and about as far as I'll take him is meeting the Lakers in the next round, which I'm already spoiling my next pick, but I don't really care. And unfortunately, about as far as I'm going to take him. That's the issue of Damian Lillard right now. Is if yeah. he was in the East, he's in the finals. That's my answer, right? If Portland Trailblazers were in the East, they're in the finals already. Yeah. And unfortunately, I agree with you that LeBron's going to take control. Yeah. I think, I, truthfully, I think we can just skip ahead. I think this is going to be a Dallas Lakers conference finals. Ooh. That would be Dallas fun is as hot hell. Right now. Dallas is hot right now. Tansel, he's so hot right now. Yeah. Yeah. Dallas Agreed. is taking full advantage of everybody. And I think, I think the Jazz aren't as healthy as they'd like to be. And I think, I, I think we saw it. At the last year, oh, the Nuggets aren't healthy either. Yeah, I know. I have them beating them anyway. But it's accurate. But I I just think that the Jazz aren't as healthy as they'd like to be, and I think Dallas has been taking full advantage of teams trying to shore up areas that haven't been playing as well. We're also talking about a Maverick team that has won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of their last (laughs) ten. And 13 of their last – how many – eight out of their last – 13 out of their last 16. Mm-hmm. So, like, we're talking about a team that, for all intents and purposes, is on fire right now. Mm-hmm. So, I, I truthfully, right now I think this is, this is shaping up to be a Dallas Laker final, which I would thoroughly enjoy. I would, too. I would, too. Um I don't want to spend a ton of time on this because I, I think that it really annoys the shit out of people. Um, 
when just like LeBron gets talked about so often. Yeah. But do you, do you think there is a double standard in the NBA? Yes. Yeah, I agree. And all I think it's been there forever. I just want them to admit it. That's it. They're not going to, they're not going to, but you just got to say, Hey, this is our most popular player. He has been our most popular player in this league for 15 years. We are going to let him sneak out and go to a tequila party. We are going to let him go and do these things. You can't deal with it. And if they came out and said it, all the more respect. Because you admit it. You say, hey, why don't you bring in as much money as LeBron? And then we'll talk. How about Mm -hmm. that? I would love that response. Because the NBA, just like all these other leagues, it's a business. That is exactly what a business would say. Like your highest leaders in sales are going to get more leash and more leeway than the interns. It's Mm -hmm. just how it fucking goes. And so we, we all know it. We all talk about it. That's why I didn't want to spend a ton of time on it. I just want somebody to admit it. And I know Adam Silver won't. He should. Whatever. Okay. Moving on to your pride and joy, National Hockey League. I don't know. uh, I don't know. I... Maybe it's maybe it's like I have recency bias because I think that that is something that really I do suffer from all the time. Mm-hmm. But this was arguably one of the most interesting first rounds I've ever watched. I've ever and it's still and it's still not over. I know uh, that's I I don't I I I still stay that statement. I don't care. And and even though we had two sweeps, I don't care. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. The amount of overtimes. And the amount of, you know, just kind of like you're sitting on pins and needles and you don't even know it kind of thing. It's crazy. And my team wasn't even in. We were one of the first teams eliminated. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, I kind of want to start with uh, McDavid. Um, what the hell happened to the boys? Embarrassing. Flat out embarrassing. Two out of the three, what was that? It was either goals or points leaders of the season. And they just get whopped. It's flat out embarrassing, truthfully. And and, it, and you kind of have to look at it and say, you're talking about two players on the same team that have led yeah. the NHL in points in the last three points, years. Okay. And one of them led the NHL in goals last year. And another one had 100 points this year, which is frankly unheard of. And it is swept in the first round. And yes, we can have the argument that all of the games were 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 tight. That's fine. I'll have that argument. Still lost all of them. Mm-hmm. So the worst thing that could have happened for the NHL is to have your best player lose in the first round. That's exactly what happened. Now, look, I'm not going to tell you sit here and tell you that that's a travesty for the NHL because it's not. Because look, <laughs> we have the potential for a depending on what happens tomorrow, which I pray to God happens normally. We have the potential for a Vegas, Colorado uh, conference final. Okay. If that happens, or a division final, or whatever the hell. If we get Vegas versus Colorado, my God, buckle the fuck up. Stay up late. (laughs) Drink coffee. As you are young. Whatever you got to do. That's going to be one of the more fun things we will have ever witnessed as, as a hockey community because Vegas plays a style and Colorado plays a style. And I'm not even kidding with you. I don't know who plays in net. Not going to help you. 
at all. No. Because this is going to be like a five, six goal game by each team. And this is going to be fun. But if Minnesota ruins the party for everybody, which I think they will. Okay. Because I think, I think Vegas is a little soft right now. Uh, if Minnesota ruins the party, that's going to be a lot less fun. Okay. And, and you know what? That's it's reasonable. You're, you're trying to keep your hopes down a little bit. Um, As this I is an odd, is an odd comparison. Would you, consider, would you compare uh, McDavid or Leon to Luca? Or is that I would compare. Unfair? I would compare. Ooh, that's a good question. I would say in this point in time, I would say that the thought for Edmonton was that they were going to be Golden State with the, but with the Splash Bros. Because that's what they were supposed to be. Well, in the regular um, season, they are. <laughs> correct. Um, I'm going to give you a mixed analogy here, okay? Sure. I'm going to say that Connor McDavid is very Andrew Luckish. Ooh. And Leon Dreisaitl is very James Hardenish. And I'm not saying that by personality. Well, one, I'm saying by personality. The other one, oh, I'm okay. I'm not giving Dreisaitl the James Harden personality. <laughs> I'm just saying that in the way that they play and their style and their leadership capability, that's how I kind of view it. Because I view McDavid as he can quit at any time and he won't feel bad about it, mm-hmm. which is a very Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence type of personality. Yes. Whereas Dreisaitl, I think, wants to win and wants to be with the best to win. And he has that right now. And he's well, not going to move that right now, even though he should. That McDavid analogy is only good to a certain extent because if you go to the other end of the spectrum, now it's Josh Rosen, which obviously he is not. Because Josh Rosen didn't care about football either. He could quit at any time and be content. No, right, right. But it doesn't work in the same sense because McDavid's going to be, McDavid's is going to be the second best NHL player. Yeah, no, I was saying on the – like that mentality on the opposite right. end of the spectrum. Right. That's, that's so, kind of, that's, yeah. yeah, that's, that's one way to spin it. But I'm just saying for, for someone who I would never compare him was to Josh really Rosen. good and quit at the top of his game. That's what I would say that I, that's the comparison that I would put. Well, so then if you're an Oilers fan, you have to be coming into these next playoffs. So I'm already even looking ahead 2022 playoffs. If you get there with such just, well, it doesn't matter because we haven't done anything like those kind of vibes almost. Um, I would, I would personally view it as, as like a, uh, how I would say um, Boston fans viewed Boston sports playoffs until uh, about 2004 when it was like a, Oh, we're here. Let's find a way to break our hearts. Well, because let's, I mean, let's, let's put it this way, right? Since McDavid has come into the league, which was 2015, he has been to the playoffs three times. He has won one series. The other two, he swept. He got swept. That's the same as the Blue Jackets, except we didn't get swept. He's wow. been to the playoffs one. three times. He's played a total of 21 games. He's played 13 his second season in the NHL. After that, he's played a combined four. And, yes, he's okay. averaging a point a game, and that's great, and that's fine. But <laughs> that's – that. At some point, you have to look at it and say, what's missing for Connor McDavid to be that ultimate player? Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is there. I really don't. 
Also, it is great to see, um, and, and I think you'll 50-50 agree with this, it's great to see Tavares back on the ice. It is. It is. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fifty-fifty. It, it is great to see him back in the ice. Well, because I mean, he he was he was a Blackhawk for a long time. I feel like that was an extended rival of yours for a while. So, obviously, you want him to be not that injured. But, um, what what are you thinking right now? Because I would argue that while we're looking into the second round of these playoffs, which you're exactly right. They're, they're not full. We don't know exactly what's going to happen yet. But even just putting predictions out there, I truly think that the Brewers – why? How dumb am I? How dumb am I? I just said Brewers. Yeah. I'm, I combined Bruins and Islanders, which mm-hmm. is my point. I think it's going to be – I hope it – for me, not for you, I hope it, for me it's seven. I could go nine maybe if possible. But it's gonna be it's gonna be in a like electric might be an understatement for this one. So I have two fun facts about this about oh, this God. series. <laughs> I have two fun ones. The home team in eight games in this series, okay? Home team eight this games this season. This is season seven zero oh, and one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so both Wait a teams are. So both teams literally are three, three, three and three. When did they let the when did they let ties go through? The ties is overtime losses. That you get a point for that. Oh, got it. So got the home it. team is seven, oh, and one in eight games this year. I love that shit so much. Well then uh somebody it, so Located I don't know what's going to happen. I, I, I'm tending to agree with you that this game, that this is going to go seven games, which is going to test my ability to sleep, ability to interact with people, and, and really just ability to do anything overall. Um, okay, game games one and seven are in your house. True, and it's going to be game one's going to be full capacity. <laughs> yeah. So you want if you want chills in your body, and and full blown in your body. That was NBA, very uh, NBC was, on Saturday. You're welcome. Hell yeah! And it was amazing to see. You know, that was one thing I that not a lot of people talked about, but has been arguably my favorite thing about this first round of the NBA NHL playoffs. Seeing the it's boys. Just, no, 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 no. Let's not get. Let's not give it to everybody. Let's not give it to everybody. Okay. This is, this is a one team accomplishment only. It's going to be two tomorrow, but it's a one team <laughs> accomplishment only right now. It's, it's good. To, it's good to see the it's boys back in full. It's Nick fans. It's I, just Nick fans. I don't want to give Spike Lee any credit no, that I have to. Just Nick fans. <laughs> and then when the Boston Celtics come back tomorrow to boo Kyrie Irving, I may consider putting them up there. But right now it's Nick fans. Okay. It is fun to see the guard rocking. I have to say. I agree. I agree. Um, Saratoga is still on, by the way. For those of you that don't know, it's, it's the DH Pod 21 trip. Hashtag are Saratoga. Doing, are we doing a live show from there with Greg? I don't know about live, but we'll just maybe. I'm doing a shit. Show, are we doing a show from, Fuck from yeah. there with Greg? Oh, Fuck sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are we doing it before or are we doing it after? Don't care. 
I think True. it's going to be an after thing. I Truly don't. A, I think it's going to be a Sunday hungover show. Oh, like a recap? Yeah. Fantastic. I think that's what it's going to be. Okay. Oh, it's easy, that's easy enough. Oh, my God. That's going to be so funny. Easy enough for me. It's in August, so you guys have like two months to figure out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Um, uh, I'm kind of just jumping around here, but did you see – because um, we talked a little bit about golf. Did you see uh, what Phil did today? Yeah, good for him. He was asked He was asked how the course was today. He goes, yeah, I shot a plus three. Didn't go great. I don't really care. I won the PGA last week. <laughs> <laughs> this man is riding off into the sunset. He could miss every last single cut for the rest of the year. He, he wouldn't give a shit. No, and he's, and he's going to play. He's going to play in every tournament from here on out. It's great. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Those five-year exemptions are prime. They really are. And well, and he's got the lifetime now for uh, for the PGA. Yes, he does. Also, why do they call them exemptions? Shouldn't it be like acceptance? Mm, I think it's uh, I think it's the uh, I I don't know how to say the word exemptions I, because I, uh, because he didn't earn anything to get him there. It's just kind of <laughs> just an exemption that he's there. He's kind of just allowed to be there. Yeah, he could be like number two hundred and fifty on the on the depth chart. He's like one fifteen, I think. Well, yeah, because there was one earlier this season where he had to get special exception. I think it was for this tournament. You really think it was for that one? I think it was for this one. It's either this one or it's for the U.S. Open. It's one of the two. I think it was U.S. I don't know why. I think it's U.S. too. I think it is, but I'm not entirely sure. This is the fact that he was like, "Hey, you know what? Like, I'm not great, but I'm a staple." It's like the top 60 get in. Oh, I thought it was like 115 and he was like oh. 125. Because <laughs> they cut so many after Friday. Yeah. I'm sure um, there are a lot of guys that only book their hotels for two nights. Which, hilariously, Tiger is currently ranked 116. <laughs> so. So depleting to the other people right there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I I I want to go back because I, I forget the stat, but there was a time when like Tiger was taking his hiatus for like a good six or eight seasons, mm-hmm. and he was still in the top five in the world because he just built up so much for a decade that nobody was coming even close to knocking on the door. Yep, it, insane. Obviously, I don't know the numbers, but if you know, you know that sort of deal. I was trying to find who the worst golfer, who the like the last ranked golfer is, but I can't. Me, me. It's not you. There's like 900 names on this list. Sweet. Um, also, I don't know if you've seen. I don't. As a guy that like majored in politics, I should know a lot more about this. But it seems like the state governments and federal governments. I'm pivoting to college sports here. Are um, they're all proposing different things. I think they're all trying to propose the same thing. It's just different. That's but the problem. Still same. Same, same, but different. Um, that's... Same. <laughs> also, Phil went from being 115 to 32 in the world because of his PG. <laughs> I just want everyone to know that. I was looking this up for all of you. He went from 115 to 32. God, I love it. I love it. Also, I, I get to give him credit, too, because – 
he had people like forming like a tunnel almost that he had to hit out of. I would have just smoked somebody right in the face. Mm. <laughs> I would have asked people to stand back because I would commit manslaughter if too many people stood and stood around me. Fair. Um, to college football though, is is that um, at least here in Ohio they proposed name image likeness, which they have done in more than handfuls of states. Yep. But the federal government is now not proposing something different, but proposing something new. They're already assuming they're going to get name, age, name, image, and likeness, which I do think they will. But this new bill proposed by Bernie says that college athletes would be able to form players unions and would be considered employees of their school if this is passed into law. Mm -hmm. So it would essentially, it would essentially no longer consider them amateurs when they're playing college sports. Correct. So they, they're, they're saying, Hey, once they're already like three steps ahead. And so they're saying, Hey, once they pass name, image, and likeness, and they're making money compensated by their school for their performance and their athletic ability, then they should be able to have the right to organize and collectively bargain. That shit's going to get wild. Yeah, that's going to be, that's way too much. And, and the problem is it's not going to be the student's fault. It's going to be this, whoever these kids appoint, I can't, I can't say kids, they're adults. Whoever these people appoint or like whatever to be the head of the union, that's Which, gonna get nuts. I mean, let's be perfectly honest. CBAs are already a bitch for everybody. Let's just well, yeah, make and, it worse. Yeah. Also, unions. The the good of unions is that it's tough to get fired when you're in one. You don't yeah. get many pay increases at all as a member of the union. It's true. So it's. And plus, you're only in there for three to four years. So it's not like you need – you're literally not going to be making a career in college. You might make a career out of it, but not in it. Nope. Unless you're Van Wilder, I suppose. You almost didn't get that reference. I almost did. I almost did. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you did. Okay. I had one more. And this doesn't really – it's kind of a shitty hypothetical, but I thought of it on the fly today because we were talking about, like, the most successful college coaches, and I was trying to expand this outside of college. Who are some of the most memorable coaching flops for you? I need 30 seconds. Go ahead. Okay. So what kind of my, my first one that came to mind was Jason kid. Not fantastic. Had a flop though. Yeah, He did okay in Brooklyn. In my brain. All right. So I don't know that that was the first one that came to mind. Um, and then it's easy to nitpick like 
you can nitpick like uh, Freddie Kittens, your favorite player. So like it's, but again, I don't think that's a flop because he didn't come in with like super high hopes. He came in with very average hopes. So I, it's, it's tough to discern a flop when you're a fan of a team. Okay. So there's, there was two names that came to my mind immediately and the third popped up. So I'm interested what your thoughts are. Okay. Two are, one's N- two are NFL, one's college. So I'll go college first. Sure. Ooh, actually, I'm coming up with a fourth now. Okay. <laughs> that one's funny. Um, <clears throat> Matt Patricia, most recent example. Big time flop. Most certainly agree. Charlie Weiss. Ooh, love that. Notre Dame and Kansas. Did twice. Oh. Two for. Yes, you can say all the arguments that you want about Brady Quinn and, and Jeff Samarja. I don't care. Okay. It's still a flop. Um, the one next was Lane Kiffin. Oh, man. What a king. And then the one after that was Nick Saban. NFL Nick Saban. Uh, Browns or Dolphins? He was never the head coach of the Browns. Well, yeah, sorry. My bad. So Dolphins. Yeah. I had um, I had Coach Cal uh, with the Nets. Because when you get some Patino of those guys. with the Celtics. Oh, love that one. When Yeah. There's a reason why these guys, like, don't come into. Um, typically vice versa, too. Like, Pete Carroll was a huge exception to yeah. the rule. Yep. Like monster exception. Chip Kelly is even like in that case in point, like a uh, better than most. Mm-hmm. Typically it's like, I'm shit, but Chip Kelly did a lot better. I mean, was he on anybody else, but the Eagles? Uh, 49ers for like a year. Okay. Only, only the Eagles are sticking in my brain for some reason. Bobby Petrino makes my list. Josh McDaniels makes my list. Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson. Because he did have high hopes coming into that one. Hmm. Mm. I'm trying to come up with more. Harry Melrose, I guess, was a good one. He was really bad. He he lasted like six games in Tampa Bay. I don't know. This is difficult. See, it, it it's not it's not as it's not as fun to talk about, but man, there are some rough ones. There really are, and you can find like some gems. <laughs> Anybody managing the Pirates since nineteen ninety two? Oh God, that's a funny one. Uh, Steve Spur NFL Steve Spurrier is a good one. Isaiah Thomas is a good one. I'm trying to go back and think. I would not consider Mangini one, would you? Mm, yeah, I would. Okay. What about Todd Haley? How long was he in charge of Kansas City? Yeah, I would say Todd Haley is, yeah. I would absolutely say that. I'd absolutely he say that. Was because only... he was in charge of Kansas City for two years and then went to Pittsburgh and then basically like saw himself like get fired. He only had two because I remember that he went to the playoffs in, in the second season. That's it. 
So I don't, I don't know the exact numbers, but oh, I, he went three and then went five and eight and then got fired. Ah, uh, okay. Four and 12, 10 and six, five and eight, then got fired. That makes sense. Would you put, um, would you put Mike Singletary up there? I don't know. Yeah, I would. I would. Anybody that, that was coached for, like, I, I would, I would strongly consider, um, who's the guy for the Giants? Oh. Lordy, Ben McAdoo should make that list. Oh no, um, that's a rough one right there. That's a throwback. Um, let's see. I'm harsh, so you know, if there's anyone we're missing. Obviously, like Gretzky actually should make this list. Honestly, actually, you know what? I I I just googled it, so it's helping me out. I was trying to figure out where he coached. I remember he had a flop. And I was thinking Steve Spurrier with it. I, that, yeah, at, Spurrier should make the list. At that time, we called them the Redskins. We do not any longer. Hashtag football team. Yep. So only two seasons. Gretzky Rough. makes my list, truthfully. He should. He was the head coach of Phoenix for four years and never made the playoffs. Just hovered around 30 wins. Never was over 500. Ouch. Makes my list. Good. All right. That's all I got. What about you? Um, I don't know if I have anything. I think we hit pretty much everything. Fantastic. Um, boo Kyrie. Yeah. Ain't no stop at Obi Toppin. True. Facts. All right, everybody. Have a fantastic week. We'll see you soon. Have fun gambling, and if it's nice where you are, enjoy the nice weather. Peace. Peace.